about to win so big. Tell me, hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me, what's the program? 25 days of cush. Yeah, get with the program. Show them what they wave, get the program. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another episode, Tales from the Terror Dome. Tonight it's not the TTD boys, it's the TTD boy. Your boy is solo. Joe has some stuff to handle, but I'm not alone. In fact, it's kind of a monumental occasion because I got the first woman ever on this podcast, and it just happens to be one hell of a woman. And her name is Mrs. Harvey. And she has a podcast called <laughs> Life of a Sports Mom. How are you tonight? I am good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. What's your first name for the people? Uh, it's Shoshana. I normally go by Shauna, but it's Shoshana. Okay. Yeah, so so you got this podcast, Life of a Sports Mom. Yes. Kind of walk the people through your creative process and what you like to talk about in your episodes. So on my episodes, I talk about more so the NCAA, the um, recruiting process, because what started the podcast was when DJ was in high school. And I realized that a lot of parents did not know what to do. Like a lot of single parents, moms more so. They didn't know what to do. They assumed that it was only, it was all the coach's job. So they didn't know about clearing house. They didn't know about that stuff. So I did, it's a lady by the name of Princess. She used to be like, Shana, you can do a podcast. You have a lot of information that you can share with moms that really don't know. So at first I fought it. I didn't want to do it because I was like, I don't have time. I had I have three kids. So at that time, one was in college. The youngest two was in high school. One was playing volleyball and one was playing football. So I never had that kind of time that I can give to a podcast. It wasn't until the DJ was out of high school and I decided, okay, now I can do the podcast. So it's just about giving moms and and some dads because not everybody knows just information on clearinghouse, how to make sure your, your kids are taking the right classes so then they can be NCAA eligible to get that D1 offer or that D2 offer um, and recruiting. Like, what are some of the things that you should be looking for? I give my experience on how recruiting was for DJ and how it was stressful and you hope that you are making the right decision for your your student athlete but it's so much stuff that you really have to have a spreadsheet and really hope for the best so that's what started the life of a sports mom podcast yeah that recruiting world's hectic right because you got all sorts of coaches trying to schmooze and and get you, and like butter you up and tell you all yeah. sorts of stuff. And then you got to make sure 
you doing what's right for for your kids and, and what they want to do and take that into account right um so that's i'm glad that somebody's out here being that voice because yeah, that needs to be heard because it's it's definitely it's tricky you know it's a lot it's a lot and dj's was like twice as hard because his hit when COVID hit so we did a lot of zoom calls there was just in a week i probably had almost 200 zoom calls you know so it's a lot and and your, your skin has to be thick and you know i tell parents all the time you know who may ask me questions, you know, I'm, I'm in California. So you, there's people that I talk to who may be going through it. And I just tell them, you know, you have to pick a school that is who wants your kid. Don't go looking for a school that's not interested in your kid because you're going to get your feelings hurt. It's already tough any other time, but now you're looking for this school to give me an offer and they're not even looking at your kid and you're bypassing the school that is looking at your kids. So, and I try to tell um, parents, like, just like your kid is getting recruited, you are getting recruited as well as the parent. So you gotta be careful what you post on social media. You gotta be careful what you say because it could be an offer today for your kid and, you can put put something on social media, or your your child can put some something on social media, and that offer no longer stands. So, how does a kid and a family from California, mm-hmm. Los Angeles? No, yeah, no. we're in the Los Angeles area. We're like yeah. twenty five minutes out of Los Angeles. How do y'all find Virginia Tech during COVID? Okay, so it was. Prior to COVID, um, this is when it was seven on seven and he played for a team called Premium. And they were out in, I believe in the Hampton area and they were in a tournament. And they got with, at that time, he was the recruiter at uh, Virginia Tech. They got with Coach Davison and he did something called um, midnight madness with the football team. And I remember him calling me and he was like, mom, this school is it. And I'm like, what school? Because you're, you, you 3000 miles away. And he was like, Virginia Tech. And the only thing I knew about Virginia Tech was Mike Vick. That's it. So I was like, hold on. Mm-mm. Let me, let me, what? What? So I said, when you come home, we'll talk about it. But he was so geeked. Like he had did his homework on Virginia Tech. He was like, mom, this is like the DBU. You know, if I want to be one of the best, I got to be thrown in with the best. And this is the best, you know. So he was super, super excited. And at that time, he was getting recruited by Coach Smitty. Him and Coach Smitty would talk every single day. Every day. They were going over film. They was talking after his games. They would be talking. So that's how Virginia Tech came into play. Because prior to that, I'm not saying he didn't have offers out that way. It just wasn't Virginia Tech. So that's how 
Virginia Tech came into play. And from that, he was just so geeked about it. He was super excited about it that that was where his focus was at that whole time. That That's pretty crazy. It always um amazes me. Like, side note, like the movie Dirty Dancing. Yes. It always amazed me how, like, in the 80s, they found, yep. like, people in Hollywood found this place and, like, yep. around Blacksburg and, like, we're mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like DJ just happens to stumble upon Virginia Tech, who happens to have a rich history of defensive backs, which right. is. And now I think he's in really better hands, but you have other kids. You yes. are a sports, my full blown sports mom. You were. 10 toes down in the sports world. Yes. How in the world you got multi-sport athletes? How, how do you balance, you know, making the money, mm-hmm. having to, and, and, and then also hitting all these events? It's tough. Like, okay, so my oldest daughter is, she's the oldest. So she was, she's five and eight years from there's five year and eight year difference between the youngest two. So when she was doing it, it was easy because she ran track and she cheered. That's easy. That's one kid. The last two, it was hard between his dad, my mom and I, we was just, I, I did more prior to high school. I did more of the AAU for volleyball with my youngest daughter and his dad did more of the seven-on-seven seven football with him. High school was different because it's the same sport. So when DJ was a freshman in high school, Damani was a senior in high school. She has a volleyball game at the same time that DJ is playing freshman football. So Freshman football, I would get there at the last quarter, but he also played varsity. So I was able to be at his varsity games, but it was tough. Like that lat, her senior year and his freshman year was hard. And it got even harder when she went to college because she walked on, she was playing. So I'm trying to support her and then be back in enough time for his football game. So it's just, you know, it, it just takes a lot of family because I'm, I've always been one of those that they could always look over and see somebody there, somebody that they know as family. So it, it's, it's a lot. I'm was great. I'm truly grateful for the, the, the circle that is, is around them, but it's a lot. And, and sometimes you miss the mark because I'm, Hit my, my daughter's senior year, I may have missed the mark on her recruiting stuff because I'm over here paying attention to the football, you know, at one particular time. So sometimes you miss the mark on it, but it's a lot and you really, you tired a lot. Your rest day is really Sunday midday because Sunday in the morning, they may have practice. I definitely respect it because I, I only play football, but, and my mom, at the time worked for Apple. She was like one of the top salespeople in like the mid-Atlantic region. And this was like during their big like education boom where Apple was going in every single school system. Mm. So like she was always on the road, right? Yeah. She never missed one game. 
I had lifting three times a week in the off season, like in like in the winter, and then during the summer I had four four times a week plus camps. Never missed mm-hmm. any of it. Never missed a ride to any of it. Never mm-hmm. missed food. Never missed anything. Right. So I have the utmost respect for all sports moms because it's really like. I mean, it's like a full-time job within a full-time job, and then you still have a full-time job. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because you're a mom, and, you're a sports mom, and you got a job. Yes, and so you do a lot of sleeping in the car while they at practice. That that's your that's your break time. That's that's your rest time. Oh while yeah, they I at practice. Slump. Come yeah. <laughs> you're doing a lot of sleeping because. The goal is, is to be there, be physical, you know, be a physical presence. And, you know, they have both of us there, but he would get off work. I would be already having the kids there. So he's joining by that time I'm sleeping in the car, just trying to take a nap. So it, it was, it's a lot. It was a lot for everybody, but it was worth it because it was what they put the hard work into and they enjoyed it. You got kids at UCLA? I see you posting about going to UCLA games. Uh, his goddaughter is, I mean, his goddaughter, DJ's godbrother is at UCLA. So he's a, he plays on UCLA football team. So when I'm not supporting him, then I go to the godbrothers games. That kind of DTR is dirty. He's a dirty quarterback. He's nasty. Um, yeah. But so you got a kid 3,000 miles away. Yes. How do you do that? Like, like how, I mean, cause you, you make a good amount of games for being all the way over there. You know what I'm saying? Like by coastal, yeah. not easy. So what happened was when they put the, the uh, schedule out, that's when I started getting tickets. So I knew, okay, I'm going to go to these home games. So I started purchasing the tickets early for those games and then periodically if i found a good deal i'll slide in another game um but that is that's how i was able to do it i kind of just did one ticket at a time and then by the time i realized i had already had four of the tickets so that schedule coming out early kind of helped me get a head start on which games i'm going to go to because coming from california and going to I don't even fly into Roanoke I fly into Charlotte and then I drive the two hours into Virginia but those tickets aren't cheap so I'd be like Lord but it's always worth it to me when I can get there I can hug my son and I can see that smile on his face like okay somebody from my family is here today at this game you know what I mean so this is the this is the first time that he hasn't really looked though he had that he's looked over and haven't seen somebody there from his immediate family at every game. Damn. Yes. Also, I worked I bartended at Dulles Airport for like uh six or seven years. And mm-hmm. pro tip in September, plane <laughs> tickets are always cheaper to buy, especially on Tuesday. So every Tuesday in September, if you gotta buy plane tickets, that's when you should do it. Okay, that's good news. That's good news yeah. to know. Absolutely. Boy, at first I could find good deals prior to prices going up 
from gas increasing. Because I remember I came to, what, where did I, I came to, not the spring game. There was some, there was a game that they, they were, there was a practice or something that they were doing in March for the parents. And I flew out to Charlotte for $35 from Vegas because my daughter had just had a baby in Vegas. So I was in Vegas. So I flew from Vegas to Charlotte for $35. So that's when I can find like good, good tickets, but now they're out of control, but hopefully they'll go back down by next season. You got a kid in Vegas? Yes. My oldest daughter who is married, she lives in Vegas and she had just had her son in March. So she had her baby probably like two weeks later. I was in Virginia to see him. I flew back to finish helping her. So well, I have two, two of my kids are in Vegas now. My, my youngest daughter is finishing college at UNLV. So I have two in Vegas now and then DJ in Virginia. And I'm in Cali. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna so. need I'm gonna need you to put 50 on black for me next time. <laughs> you roll through. I got you. Hey. I got you. We'll pay for them season <laughs> tickets one way or another. <laughs> right. <laughs> that right. Yeah, I got you. Does uh does your one child play play anything at UNLV or no? No, she is focusing on, at first she thought, okay, well, mom, I'm going to tap back into volleyball, but she wants to focus more on her major. And right now she's a kinesiology major. So she works with the, the football team right now. So that's just where she wants to have her focus at right now. Hey, that's cool. If you can't, you know, mm-hmm. play sports forever, working with them or being around it, just as good yeah. almost. Yeah. Yeah, she's my family is a football fanatic family. So I think we're just sports, but football, yes. I'm going to say football and volleyball is, is a lot in my family. So fanatics. So what else do you like to do besides, I mean, when you have the time, like, like work-wise, like what, like what do you do day to day? I work for the city of LA. Okay. Um, so that's my nine to five job. But I also, I have side, you know, side businesses that I've been working on. So I work on that, you know, uh, there, there is not a quiet time. I think this is the most quietest has been the last month or so, just because of it, just trying to get everything in order. But yeah, that, that's what I do. I, I work and then I try to support when DJ went to high school, that circle that he has, it's like our family away from our family. So when the kids are playing football, we all try to support the kids. So if we're in town, we try to figure out, okay, which kid is playing where? Let's go and let's support this kid. So I'm still in football mode, even when I'm not in Virginia. I respect it. Well, I'm in yeah. Blacksburg a lot, so if you ever oh, okay. need to get him something on this side, you, I know I know you got Jerry, but I'm yeah. I'm, I'm more mobile. I'm down there you. quite a bit, so I, if you need me to get him something, you just make I got you. I appreciate that. I appreciate Absolutely. that. <laughs> How long you been podding? Um, 
it'll be two years in August. Now, when I first started doing the podcast, I didn't think I had the voice for it. I was like, these people aren't going to listen to me. And to my surprise, I get a lot of feedback on the Sports Mom podcast. So I just, I keep it going. You know, football season, it'll probably be cut a little bit more. You know what? I normally do it every Monday, but football season, when I'm coming back from Virginia and that time change, oh my God, I am exhausted. So I will probably be cutting it down to maybe twice a month until football season is over. I'll listen to you. Yeah, I appreciate you. I think you. you have a very nice voice. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> and, and hey, that what you talk about, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of people, there's a lot of athletes, a lot of moms in America that that can relate to, you know, yeah. what you do. So I can see why you you would get great feedback on that that sort of material. Yeah, and I believe it's very important to be transparent, you know. I tell people all the time, my role for DJ was not, you know, I may have had a better role for DJ, but I missed the mark for Damani. You know, I was one of those parents that thought, okay, the coaches should do it. That was me. And I found out that, no, I should have been doing this for her starting 10th grade. So I was one of those parents that dropped the ball so I always try to tell people like, yes, I have one kid that I finally got it semi right, but I had two other daughters. Well, my, my oldest daughter, she, she didn't want to run track no more, but my youngest daughter, I, I, I missed the mark because I, I did it quite, I knew about the clearing house, but I didn't know other key, other key components. So when I found out those key components, it rolled over to DJ. And from DJ, I was able to be like, okay, you in the ninth grade, I should be doing X, Y, Z. Okay, you in the 10th grade, I should be doing X, Y, Z. So I always tell people like, it's not easy. And you're gonna miss the mark. Just know that getting your kid seen or getting getting your kid name out there, whew, it's a lot of work. I mean, I didn't really do a lot of the, Twitter and all that stuff at that time of getting his name out because between his dad and all the write-ups he was getting, all I had to do was monitor his social media account. So I didn't really have to do much because he was doing all the work on the field. So I just monitored his social media. Hey, sometimes we miss the mark and that's life, like living and learning, right? So yeah, you only really fail when you take the loss and you don't learn from the loss you know what i'm saying absolutely yeah otherwise you turn your l's into dubs and you win it the 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 l you thought you took on your oldest ended up being a dub for dj so Mm -hmm. everybody was all good yeah yeah Um, and you know my my i already have one college graduate my youngest daughter be graduating college in a year and some change and then it's dj so although i may have dropped the mark somewhere I didn't drop the mark there. You get what I'm saying? So I have to look at, okay, I took a loss here, but here's my win. Here's my win right here that I'm, they're giving me diplomas. So yeah, that, that's about it. Being a sports mom is, is not easy. 
and it tests everything. It tests you down to your soul, but it's worth it at the end of the day. When you say you monitor the social media, what do you mean by that? So when DJ was in high school, he did not, he could not post without one of us knowing what he was posting. If you want to retweet, make sure, you know, we, we sat down with him and we talked to him about what's good to retweet. You shouldn't be retweeting boobs and butt. You know what I mean? Because you're still trying to get these recruiters to see your page. You know, you're trying to get these recruiters to see you. So everything you should be retweeting is football related. Now, when I say I monitored, I monitored his DM messages because I don't want you just responding to people. We need to figure this out. So I monitored that all the way up until he graduated high school. And then he took over his Twitter page. Because I think it's important, you know, when you're young, a coach, if a coach DM you, you like, oh yeah, coach, yeah. But you probably shouldn't even be talking to that coach right now. But you're not going to know that. You shouldn't be talking to the coach in the 10th grade. But if you don't know that, you're going to talk to the coach. And then if somebody gets wind of that, it screws you, not the coach. So it was my decision to like take over his page and, you know, A, if you want to talk to me or his dad, we're available. But if you want to talk to him, here's his head coach information and you can contact his head coach and the head coach will bring him into the office. So that was a lot of the reason why I monitored his social media page. I didn't even know that they couldn't like talk directly to Mm-mm. They can't talk directly to the kid until the 11th grade. And I could be so wrong with this date, but I believe it's September 1st, I think. It, it's for the 11th graders. And I know it's a date because that particular day, and it's so bad because I tell the parents this all the time and I can't remember the date, but that particular day, midnight, his phone was blowing up it's a it's a beautiful thing but lord from midnight he was talking to people from midnight all the way until dang near nine o'clock the next you know to nine o'clock at night what are some other clearinghouse things that people that might be listening to this should know that they might not know um on the clearinghouse they have the a through g classes get familiar with them um, a lot of stuff with the clearinghouse, you can actually find out on NCAA. Well, that is your clearinghouse. Um, you can find out dates. You can find out lockout times when coaches do not speak to your athlete. You can find out times when they can reach out to your athletes. Um, you can find out how to get your um, clearinghouse number. Um, follow NCAA for all the information that you need regarding your student athlete from ninth grade to your senior year. It even tells you who is responsible for uploading their grades on the NCAA clearinghouse. So that way you're not, oh my God, I got to upload their grades. It tells you who, who is responsible. So then you know exactly who you need to go to, which is the counselor at your school. So DJ school, 
he had an NCAA counselor, but not all schools have an NCAA counselor. So I always know that it's the counseling office that upload the kids' grades. But you want to make sure that you are familiar just in case that counselor is not familiar with it. I did not know that. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with social media because right. it didn't exist. <laughs> right, right. I bet YouTube was a year old when I graduated high school. <laughs> not, right. not to date myself or nothing, but I mean, That's all right. now yeah. you got DMs and tweets and retweets. Yeah, you got it all. Fights yeah. and you got to watch all that. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, it, there's a lot, but but I think it's a lot when it comes to NCAA. But it's very important for us parents to understand what it is, because at the end of the day, you have to know what your kid can and cannot do, and it can make or break them going getting that, you know, letter of intent, or they can't get it, you know, because they made it and take the right class or they're not NCAA eligible because the class they took is not in their A through G. So it's very important. How do you decipher a committable offer from a BS one? Ask the coach if my kid wants to commit right now. Can he? If they be like, Oh, well, you know, we still want to see film on, on him or we still want to see film on her. That's not a committable offer. But you're in their vision. It's just not committable. If it's committable, they're like, yeah, you can commit right now. That's what people need to understand. Because I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but a lot of people throw out offers at people. And then when it comes down to committing, they can't commit. That happened to a lot of people during COVID. A lot of people. Because they didn't have those scholarships available for them anymore because they gave athletes a new, you know, an extra year. So it's very important to not be afraid to ask if my child wants to commit right now, Kenny, you have to interview those coaches just like they are, are vexing you. I mean, if they, if they're, if, if coach Davison and coach Smitty was still there, you can ask them. I was interviewing them like crazy. I went through the whole, I've talked to every coach. I talked to everybody at the, I I talked to Carrie, anybody who was doing his classes. I talked to counselors. I talked to everybody. So I was blue in the face because I wanted to make sure that I wanted them to understand that my son is going to come there for an education. Yes, he's going to play, but he's coming there for education. So I don't want you guys to be BSing him because you have him on, on a scholarship and he can't get the, the, the degree in what he wants to major in because it may get changed because of football, because football is a lot. And sometimes those classes don't coincide with 
football practice. So I would just ask all the questions that you need to ask and don't be afraid to ask them because at the end of the day, it's your kid. Did you have a favorite coach that you, that you spoke to? It doesn't have to be a tech coach. Just like in general, did you have a favorite coach that you, you got to know through the process? And So I got to up. know Coach Smitty very good. Um, I got to know the Cal coaches very good. Um, I, the USC coach that was talking to him, I got to know him, but I didn't talk to him a lot. He talked to DJ more so, but I would just be right there. Um, Oregon coaching staff, like crazy. Um, a lot, the Arizona State coaching staff, I, I was aware of. The Arizona coaching staff, so yeah, it was a lot. I have to ask, mm-hmm. what were your dealings like with Justin Fuente? Um, I didn't, the time that I met him was when we dropped, uh, DJ off. He talked more so to his dad. So I didn't, I talked to him a couple of times on the zoom, but majority of the time it was his dad who talked to him. So I can't say that I had any kind of dealings other than, Hey, coach Fuente and, 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 and vexing him during that uh during the zoom process well you heard it here first folks justin fuente does not like the sports moms he won't talk to him i'm just joking I'm kidding, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah i didn't really talk to him you know i didn't talk to him so i can't say yay or nay dj talked to him a lot and his dad talked to him a lot so you travel a lot for sports, but do you like to travel a lot or like for fun? Like, do you ever go anywhere cool? Like, are there places that you just love to like tropical or do you have like favorite vacation spots? Well, when your kids play sports, you really don't have a favorite tropical spot because that's, that comes, that's a, it comes, a, it doesn't come often, but I do like to travel and I am starting to travel now that all my kids are out the house. I just have to be more, I have to be like, okay, it's football season. No traveling during football season. So I kind of take his schedule and I'd be like, okay, I can do this around this time, but I can't do this around this time. So even if I'm home, you know, because even when I'm home, I want to support him in all, all aspects, even though I'm not physically there, I want to support him. So I talked to him before he gets on the field. You know, we have our little conversation, but I'm in front of the TV and I'm watching his games. Well, Shauna, it was an absolute pleasure to have you come on here and talk to me. I learned some stuff I didn't <laughs> about, about the NCAA clearing yeah. house and the yeah. coaching process, the recruiting process. Yeah. So I think you helped a lot of people today, to be honest. Yeah. You know, anytime, Dan, anytime. And I will see you on saturday girl don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> I, I will show see up. you on saturday but i'm gonna be out there a, a couple of days earlier last any other time i come like on a friday this time i'm gonna be out there i think we will be there on thursday me and his godmother so we will last be there you said this I didn't I, see one hair of you man i'm gonna be there so are y'all gonna be at pk's 
Um, probably. Where y'all gonna be? Uh, okay. We're gonna Just let me know. Afterwards, it's the early game, so afterwards yeah. it's gonna be different because we're gonna be out. Okay, let me know wherever I, we gonna be there. Don't lie. <laughs> you want you want you want wax now. So <laughs> I'm not lying. I will be there. I will be there. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard for me, but because it's an early game, you are, you don't have nothing but time. So I will definitely be there. Plug plug your pod. Where, where can where can people listen to it? Um, you can listen to it on Blog Talk Radio. It comes on tonight. It's 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, and it's called The Life of a Sports Mom with Shoshana Cook. So I tried to stay away from Harvey because it's, you know, I tried to stay away from DJ. Um, so I used my maiden name. So yes, join, join, join. Come and take a listen. We are always talking. Tonight's show is going to be about a kid's journey where he, he was one of those kids that got hit during the COVID period. Awesome player, but COVID period. So he had a, he had a journey. He, he has a story to tell. So please take a listen. Y'all heard it here first. You better go support my girl and be on your ass. <laughs> and I will see you Saturday. Don't forget to tell me where y'all going to be at. Oh, I'm not going to forget. Yeah, all right. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. This is fun. We're going to do this again. Okay. Okay. Anytime you're ready. Uh, I'm always, I stay ready. Stay ready. You ain't got to be ready. That's right. That's right. Well, I do That's appreciate right. you. And I hope you have a great night. And you go too. Hokies. All right. Go Hokies. Thank you. <laughs>